morning, Turks and Caicos. Welcome to Expressions. I'm your host, Robert Hall. It's one of those days when I felt almost like taking the day off, but I am so devoted to the task, and I know that there are many of you who are constantly looking forward to the show, I decided I cannot disappoint you. 99% of the time, I'm in a great, great mood, but there are those times when circumstances, you know, alter things. But nevertheless, I will keep pushing on. So I want to welcome all of you throughout the Turks and Caicos Islands, wherever you may be, and all members of the diaspora, wherever you may be, and others who are listening. There is a growing list of listeners, many who have come in on the cruise ship and have heard about the show or talked to me, and they're tuning in. So welcome to wherever you are. But of course, a special welcome is always extended to Salt Key. Good morning. To the nation's capital, Grand Turk. I'll have a few things later on to say on your behalf. And I hope the government ministers, some of them will be listening, even if the premier is not. But hopefully the message will be conveyed. A good morning to all of you down in the Big South. And on the twin islands of Middle and North Caicos, over there on Pirate Key and Pine Key, Providential is West Caicos and Ambergris Keys, all making up the beautiful by nature Turks and Caicos. Welcome. This is going to be a pretty interesting show today, as indeed I try to make them interesting all the time. Today, we will have some quiz. So get your brain in gear before you get your mouth in gear. There are some people who quickly get their mouth in gear before they get their brain in gear. Hence, ever so often, some of them talk nonsense. So do get your brain in gear. All right? And as, of course, like I said, I've got a little message to deliver to the government. I've got a message to deliver to the deputy governor. I've got a message to deliver to the integrity commission. I got a message to deliver to the director of public prosecution. Boy, you say I must be a messenger today. I got so much messages to deliver. Well, stay tuned. And I want you to weigh in because so often I'm fighting these battles on your behalf, not Robert Hall behalf, you know. Because to tell you the truth, I got very little to worry about. And like my late father used to say, the few afternoons I got left, if I was that type, I could just coil up on veranda, read one book, write one story, and so on. Who hail somebody now and again, and all like that. But no, 
I'm dedicated as long as I am here or as short as I am here to bring you this program. So once again, welcome. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father and our God. Again, we turn to thee in a spirit of thankfulness for all of your mercies and your goodness to us as individuals and as a country. We are truly blessed and help us that we may indeed count our blessings and name them one by one. Father, you know the challenges that lie ahead for this country, the problems with crime, the problem with illegal immigration, the problem with a passive population, not as engaging in the national affairs as they ought to. We pray, dear Father, that you would enlighten us, open our eyes to the realities of life, that we may know what to expect and work to determine a much better future for all of us. We pray for those today who are ill, for those who are getting ready to bury their dead loved ones over the weekend. We pray that you in your mercy would strengthen them. Bless us as we go through this program today and help all those who may be suffering one ailment or the other, physically, mentally, financially. And we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I got some messages to deliver. First of all, then I'm going to spend a considerable time on immigration matters. And we will be climbing a pyramid, so to speak, starting from the visitor stage, going through ordinary residence, work permits, PRCs, British Overseas Territory Citizenship, TCI status. And look at some of the matters that are being referred to the public for discussion. And there are some amendments that have already been made. Now, I want you to get ready to engage. I am thankful for those voices like the Lloyd Stubbs, like the Jonathan, like Foggy, and a few others, Professor Lee Ingham, and those who text anonymously. But I am of the view that these matters are so important that there is no need to hide under any cover. 
And I would expect to see and hear more of our people engaging in discussions on these matters. In some cases, the horse has already gone through the gate. But there are some cases where efforts are being made to close the gate or narrow the pathway through that gate. So some of the younger fillies wouldn't be able to get through. So again, it's important for your voices to be heard. You know, if the time should come and I decide to leave the show before anybody send me off the show, it would be because of my frustration in getting more of our citizens to engage. They used to say silence is golden. But I'm going to tell you the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. And being vigilant doesn't mean you simply look at something as it is and you ask the question why. You look at things as they ought to be. I'm paraphrasing somebody else's words. And ask why not. Then having asked the question, you pro proceed to devise a means to remedy whatever there is. Now, before I get into those immigration matters, I am going to deliver the messages that I have for those entities that I have mentioned, the government to start with, the deputy governor, the integrity commission, the director of public prosecution. And I could bet my last dollar. I think I could scratch and find one or two in this day. That someone from each of those offices is listening. Well, then you carry the message. If you don't think you could carry it accurately, record it. And by the way, you could always go back anyway and review expressions. All right? And intermingle with the various matters, we're going to have some quiz. And the quiz today will be sponsored by our man Oswald Cod Williams of Caribbean Environmental Design Associates. By no means the largest company of sort, but definitely the best, our boy. I big him up day and night. So let me start now. I live here in Grand Turk. I drive the dusty streets 
strewn with the donkey dung and horse droppings. Lots of roaming dogs. In some areas, roaming goats. Is this some little country town? Or is this the capital of the Turks and Caicos Islands? Now, some of you are going to say, oh, why Robert Hall should talk about that? He won't stop me from making my living. I got no problem with people making a decent living and earning through rearing goats, chicken, even you want to rear dogs. But certain kinds of dogs, as far as I'm concerned, are really prohibited. But the point is, why should you have these things at the public's expense? Why should your goats be jumping up on the water cisterns, the cars, the boats of other people? You wouldn't be happy if they convert your goat into curry goat. So you better take heed. That was more of a message to individuals. But in the back of all of that, there is a call to government to enforce the environmental health laws a call to government to do something constructive about the large numbers of donkeys kicking up dust in this dry weather. Something needs to be done. Talking about kicking up dust. Calling on the government and the cabinet. Too many dusty roads in Grand Turk. Filled with potholes. We say money is not the problem. What is the problem? Then, I am saying like the song we used to sing in Sunday school, if procurement is in the way, then roll right over him. If somebody else wouldn't do their job, where is minister? Where is head of some department, permanent secretary? Roll right over them because we cannot lag behind. Piper fix up almost every road in South Caicos. What will be your legacy, Otis? <coughs> and while the leader of the opposition don't have the power, so to speak, but he was there before too, and many roads in Baxalina in his own area 
are in terrible state. So I'm going to join all of you in this now. It's time, T-I-M-E, for something to happen. Some are complaining they ain't seeing their representatives. I'm talking about Grand Turk. But I live here, I don't know much, but down the road. And plenty of times, they're trying to beat up on me, not just on this show, because they can't get to beat up on the others. And now you know I'm a fighter now. I don't back down. And if I believe in something, I can stand for that. Even if the numbers are against me. And that is almost every night when I stop in some corners. Right? And so some people are complaining they ain't seeing their representatives. Now remember, Grand Turk don't only have two representatives, you know, in Honorable Otis Morris and Honorable Edwin Astor. And let me tell you something. They ain't only complaining about Otis. I hear some say, hey, Eddie just passed day and night and don't even stop to hell. I hear the same thing about Otis. Listen, election gone, but election coming. If you're not want to be there, some of you not got to change in attitude. Embrace the people who put you where you are. There is that song, old one. It says, the same folks who put you where you are today, tomorrow they just might take it away. Been there, done that. Like I tell one fellow who got more mouth or his mouth is as big as his size. That's the last night I had to tell him, man, I've been in that arena for one man for 20 years. Now, there's plenty fighting, you know. But guess what? I won three of those battles. Lost only two. Won three. Lost two. Manny Music and Mike Music say it's a mistake to run me in Middle Caicos and North Caicos. But that's all right. That's all right. T I M E. But Mr. Premier, I don't run behind you and I don't expect you to run behind me either. Of course, what I always expect is for you to lead me and lead the nation. You may say you're doing it as best you could, but frankly, much more can be done and needs to be done. We just passed a budget of some 430 million or thereabouts. We're boasting about how big this budget is. Historic. Can we see some historic action? Grand Turk is crying out for it. 
We've been talking about this eight million or more infrastructure fund. We're talking about a committee that is set up to manage it and what have you. Hey, money in the bank isn't all to it. You need to see some of that money spent to put people to work. And let me tell you something. When people are making money and they're happy, they don't change government, you know. You know when they change government? When they're unemployed, restless, disgusted, and broke. That is the time, you know, desperate people, they would jump out of a leaking boat and up on husk if needs be. And so, again, Honorable Premier and colleagues, that's your colleagues, do what need to be done. That's the cry from Grand Turk. I'm just a messenger. And I've given it to you like I get it. All right? Let's see action. Let's see some of that money being spent in the community. No doubt the cry might be similar in some other areas. But I know what I hear day and night. I rode with a, a gentleman just this morning. I ain't calling there. And he PNP to the bone. I know deep freeze. But mind you, he joined in the call that you know got to do more, you know got to do better. And some of you ministers are trying to play cocky. You better straighten up and fly right. Straighten up. All right. I got some little reminders for you all later down. As the time gets closer to elections. And trust me, God so spares my life. I will have a major say. Because I ain't going to be quiet. I'm not going to be. And whether it is here or it is over there. Remember when I wasn't on expressions, and particularly during COVID, I had Robert All Speaks. And I had one different show in Provo on radio and television. So as the Jamaicans would say, me easy. Me may be little, but they say, but me talawa. <laughs> you don't understand that one? Me little, but me talawa. I may be a small man in stature, but dark and strong. Trust me, let me move on, because I got some more messages to deliver. Honorable, or Your Excellency, the Deputy Governor, I got to make this point even before you come and sit down with me, hopefully very soon. I hope you don't change your mind. But quite frankly, 
too many civil servants have been placed on leave or interdicted, or whatever term you want to call it. And this is going on for too long. Some areas, all are important, but you could imagine a director of labor. But that's one of the critical areas in TCI. We talk about immigration, but a lot of times, you know, you blame immigration for things that labor should be doing. Now, whatever is the score, and I'm not making a plea on his behalf or nothing like that. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying, like the song, let's straighten it out. This matter shouldn't be in limbo like that. And there are others who've been out there three and four years. And that is why I have to join in the Integrity Commission, the Director of Public Prosecution, all. Because there are some matters not only related to civil service but other areas that have been lagging for six, seven years. That don't make any damn sense. And in my view is inexcusable. Seven years, the rat could eat the evidence. Seven years, termite could eat the evidence. Seven years, the doggone computers could go um, malfunction. And of course, seven years, depending on the situation, one can develop Alzheimer's. The memory fade. If justice is to be justice, it should be reasonably swift. And so I'm calling on the Director of Public Prosecution. Review all those old cases. Six and seven years. Somebody's fate should be hanging in the balance for that long. In this small territory. That ought not be the case. Either put up or shut up. Bring the evidence. If the evidence is in there, then drop the Dargan case. An integrity commission. I would like you all to answer me and tell me when last you know win two or three good cases. And again, I would imagine. When a civil servant is reported and you do an investigation, you must weigh what is the probability of gaining a conviction in court. And if that prob probability bars so doggone low, then why proceed? I'm tired of hearing of, in many instances, Nolly prosecute. We ain't want to go no further and all that kind of stuff. Get you in a house in order. Please. Don't make me have to set out my drone and come back on this show and list the number of cases that have been pending now. Three, four, five, six, 
seven years. Don't let me come back and have to state the number of civil servants that have been placed on leave for so long. And finally, when you have interdicted these civil servants and they got to hire lawyers to fight their case and then win, you ought to reimburse them for the cost of the lawyers. It's totally unfair to them and adversely affects the morale of the civil servants. Now, some of you, whether you're affected or not, I know you're going to call in, but text me. I don't need to know your number or your name. Text me on these matters that I have just talked about. With that, I'm going to take a little break. And let me see if RIG could pull up something that will rejuvenate me a little bit. Give me a little spunk. All right? And then after that, I can put out one of the quiz sponsored by Caribbean Environmental Design and Associates, Oswald Cards-Williams. Let's go, RIG, on this Wednesday. Why don't you play them drums, boy? I feel it. Say, I 
G-Man, you just know how to get me in that mood. Bye, bye. I tell you, my feeling done change. Because when I hear that song and they're talking about going back in the old days, oh my, I tell you, it reminds me of them days, man, when I used to sit outside the little community center in Bambara and watch those folks getting down, doing their thing to the goat skin drum with a little carbon to saw or a little hand accordion. Little sand thrown on the concrete floor, and they only hear the scratch, scratch, scratch as they uh, as they dance. I was wishing and longing to reach the age when I could go in there and do my thing. But eventually, that time came. But we progressed from good skin drum to record player. I forget what they call him in Salt Key Records, something other. <laughs> You could hardly hear that thing, but still we used to say then, oh, it's so loud. Like everything, you know, is relative. Like them little house there. And we used to stand outside and say, boy, that's a doggone big house, eh? I tell you. <laughs> such is life. Such is life. But at this time, I want to say good morning to some people I pass on my way here. Uh, good morning to you, Willie Dickinson. I need not ask, how are you? Because I rode with you not too long ago. Now, mind you, that's not the person I talk about who is complaining about things not happening. That was somebody else, so don't get it twisted. I want to say good morning to Cushy. Are you surprised, eh? Ha, <laughs> ha, boy. This is expressions. Good morning to fucking all the boys over there. Good morning to Kaye. I really call man Kaye. Kaye and Reed. What's going on, bro? <laughs> Good morning, former Commissioner Paul Harvey and Commissioner Williams. God bless you all and thank you for the service that you've given. Good morning to the man, Leo Mizzik. How are you, my brother? I see you from time to time. Thank you, too, for the service that you have given to this country. I don't want to save a, give a little shout-out to Honorable Floyd Hall. And what a delight it was the other night uh, meeting him. And having a good little chat with him. Yes, my brother. Sometimes the road get rough and rocky, you know, but you got to keep on pushing. Oh, yeah, I got to keep on pushing. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the discussion. And it's interesting what similarity of views we have on so many issues. Yes. 
I'm not going to be dealing with the SIP trial as such. The only thing I'm going to say, for some of you who are wishing jail term and this and that, from where I sit, ain't going to be no jail term. Listen carefully. Ain't going to be none of that. Now, I ain't going to tell you the rest of the story. Mind you, I got a good little inkling, you know. But I ain't going to tell you the rest of the story. Because, like I said, the late bull joiner always advised me, talk some and leave some. Or gone from that one. Now on to the quiz. And since political independence has been a part of the discussion, not only in the House of Assembly, with the leave of the opposition, calling for independence when visiting the governor, but I was talking about that on my Monday night show. There are some territories that are not independent. And so I want my first caller, whoever happens to be, to name four British Overseas Territory citizens. You're going to work for these dollars today. Four British Overseas Territory citizens. Territories, rather, not citizens. Four British Overseas Territories that are not yet independent. Hear the question? Name four. Not one, two, or three. Name four British Overseas Territories that are not yet independent. The number to call is one 900 Okay, we have our first caller for the day. Good morning and welcome to Expressions. Good morning. Good morning. Do you have the answer? Yes. Go right ahead. Cayman, Bermuda, and Gulen Monterey. You sound like a retired police officer. Am I right? Yes, I am. All right. Well, okay. Good morning, bro. <laughs> you're right. Leave your, your number there with the technical operator. It's nice to know that you're still listening to expressions. How is the wife, ma'am? She's doing fine. I'll give her my regard. You know, beautiful soul. That. Beautiful soul. I'll do that. And thank you very much. Great, great, great. All right. So that's $10 coming to you. Compliments of Caribbean Environmental Designs Associates. All right. Ah, uh, yes, there are going to be others coming up. But at this moment, I want to open the phone lines uh, because there may be some reaction to what I have said in terms of my messages delivered to the uh, Premier and his government, to the, to the Deputy Governor, to the Interior Commission, and to the Director of Public Prosecutions. I want to hear your voices, one 900 7 or you may text me at 244-7332. Uh, we have a, 
a caller there. Caller, go right ahead. This is the people's hey, show expression. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm feeling better as the show progresses, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Mr. Hall, this is the perfect show that me and others have been waiting for. While a lot of people are afraid to call in, not me, uh, especially when it comes to the neglect in Grand Turk. I'm not sure what's happening on the other islands, but I always like to talk about Grand Turk and Seoul King. If the government would only do one thing in Grand Turk that they promised during the campaign, Grand Turk would be good. I was walking out of First Caribbean this morning. This was before your show came on. And a lady was standing outside. A young woman must be in her 40s. And she said to me, she said, Miss Mavis, what is happening in Grand Turk? I said, what do you mean? Something happened last night. And she said, no, nothing happened in Grand Turk anymore. She said, I was just in the Andy bank and there's hardly any staff in there to serve its customers. She said, all of the familiar faces are gone. She said, my God, somebody needs to do something in Grand Turk. Mr. Hall, she's right. I heard you talking about the potholes. Mr. Hall, I've did a lot of traveling. <laughs> This is the only country I've ever been to where you could pick and choose what size potholes you want to roll your car through. The neglect in Grand Talk is unbelievable. During the campaign, this current premier, Washington Mythic, said that his ministers, him and his ministers, will spend most of the time in Grand Talk. We all know that's not true. Every time they just talk about this carnival fund, joint fund between carnival and, 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 and government, which is referred to as the carnival fund, we keep hearing about the carnival fund. We keep hearing how much money is in the carnival fund. But the one thing we don't hear is that it is being spent in Grand Talk or anywhere else for that, for that, for that matter. Mr. Hall, Grand Talk, I used to say Grand Talk is dying, but that would be a Gross misrepresentation. Grantalk died. I mean, there is absolutely nothing happening on Grantalk except dust and dirt. And if somebody going to call in and say, oh, people need to clean up their own surroundings, I'm not talking about people's personal properties. Because, yes, they are responsible for tidying up their properties and keeping them clean. I'm talking about the roads. The roads where the tourists have to ride. And speaking of tourists and riding, Mr. Hall, I want you to find out for me. You could use your drone to find this out. Where, if there are any regulations governing these golf carts. Sometimes you see a golf cart on the street. It is, it only got four seats and there are eight people hanging on to the golf cart. The, the, the red buggy, the guys who work for the company that owns the red buggy, they like to stop in the road directing traffic so the buggies could pass by. Is, is that even legal? No. In Mr. Hall, one time I used to see the police vehicles riding around in Grand Now, we know police patrols, foot patrols, that ran by the wayside long time. But, Mr. Hall, I don't even see the police vehicles riding around no more. I mean, what, is, what has happened? How, uh, and, and I'm not, I mean, blast, yeah, yes, I blast in this government. 
but I can blast this government. I campaigned for and voted for this government straight down the line. And I am very, very disappointed. Mr. Hua, we have summer now. The children out from school, the ones who are in college, they are home. Some of them are employed. Some of them are not employed. The private sector and grant talk is very small and getting smaller. Mr. Hall, food insecurity is very real in this country. It is very real in Grand Talk. For those who want to believe that anybody who wants to eat can eat, anybody who wants to feed their children can feed their children. Mr. Hall, that is not true. I see it every day by the store. Sometimes I get very emotional because I'm thinking, this is grand talk. We are not supposed to be living like this. We got some people working and they are still being paid under the 625, let alone the 825. Mr. Hall, there is so many bad things to say about grand talk. But like my mother used to say, if you want somebody to say something good about you, do something good. We have yet to see anything done in Grand Talk. Mr. Hall, if you drive up the hill from where I live, just getting up there, if I used to live up there, I would have parked my vehicle and walk up there because there's potholes, there's sinkholes, I mean, you name it. I honestly don't see how many roads in Grand Talk have, have not collapsed yet. And they say you you got to go from the head. Washington Missick is the leader of this government. But Washington Missick seems to have forgotten that there is Grand Talk and Soul Key. But I hope he don't remember Grand Talk and Soul Key come the campaign time. Because I can't think of anything that Washington could say to me for me to go and tell somebody, let's support this. I want you to support this government again. Mr. Hall, they need to change. Something needs to be done in Grand Talk. We deserve better than this. Whatever the government asks us to pay. I was talking to a young guy the other day, and I said to him, he, he was telling me, I say, your license ain't up to date. He say it's hard for me to pay a license when I have to drive through potholes in my vehicle. He say, what am I paying? What is my license money being, being used for? Mr. Hall, we got to do better. We really got to do better. The people of Grand Talk deserve better, Mr. Hall. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sound like you're switching. But anyway, the point is, I am sure the message you delivered will be heard. No doubt about it. And I hope it will result in action. Thanks much. We have another call. Mr. Hall, please. It's me again. There's no switching involved, Mr. Hall. But Come on, I tease I you, would baby. Be a- no, I know, but I would be a hypocrite yes. because when the PDM government was in, I kept their feet to the fire, and you know that. I The same things I was calling them out on, I cannot now turn a blind eye if my government is doing the same things. And one thing I forget to say, I always just listen to, and sometimes I read the things that the leader of the opposition just put out. I have no respect for opposition. Because they know everything and they have all the solutions when they are oppositions. And then they become the government and it's a whole other story. 
I am still very, first of all, I'm a Turks and Caicos Islander, and I am still very much a PMP supporter. But, Mr. Hall, we have to do better. I cannot do better, but I have to keep the fire on my party members so that they can do better. We gave them a 14-to-1 government, not to treat Grand Talk like a dozen like this. We gave it to them so that they could walk. Thank you. Straight from the heart, the son says. Yes. Thanks ever so much. Telling it like you feel it. Hey, what's the name of the show? Can somebody call in and tell me what is your name? When I last checked, man, this show is called Expressions. So if it is the expressions of the people, whether you deem it negative, positive, however, it is expressions. And I want everyone to get it clear because there's sometimes people feel like I have a beef with this one. I don't have a beef with anybody, really. What I do is take issues with certain issues that may be discussed and I may have a different view. All right. And so here we go. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. That's the number on this Wednesday morning. What are you cooking with? Gasoline or <laughs> gas or wood? Not gasoline. Gasoline is so dark and explosive. Don't even use that to light the wood. Are you cooking with coal? What are you cooking with? Number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. Let me check my uh, text, see what's going on over there. Uh, this person says, good morning, Mr. Hall. Mind some soup soup bout, big as this budget seemed to be. Nothing there to fix the causeway. That is the causeway on Middle and North. You talk about, uh, I wish the health inspector would take a trip to my island and make these illegals to clean up their yard listen two years ago these boys were eating grits potatoes and okra now they must be stopped eating but i'm drinking water and minding my business hey <laughs> you're talking boy i tell you good morning to you my dear all right uh let me see uh what else Oh, a regular listener uh, just text me to say, you're preaching this morning. Well, my dear, if I have a message to deliver, I got to deliver it. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Now, uh, someone texts me or they forward this thing under the caption of uh, urgent appeal for assistance in addressing certain matters at the farm on Grace Bay. The farm on Grace Bay. Labor Department, I talk about the fact that the Director of Labor was placed on leave or whatever. But there are other people in the Labor Department, please go and check out what's happening there. No make expressions, got to go down and check it out, you know, because I ain't scared. All right? That's your old job. I wouldn't read it because there are some areas that I cannot attest to its veracity. And like I said, 
I have been now on Expressions, I think, in the ninth year. Nobody has ever sued me or sued the station, and I will not allow that to happen. So I am careful while I welcome the expressions of people, whether they call in or they text, there are some matters that I will not ventilate. Like you noticed the other day, I stopped an individual short, and then I basically said some of the things that I knew he wanted to say. All right? I hope you can appreciate why I make or take this approach. And so the, the, the situation, it seems, like all is not well at the farm on Grace Bay. The farm. The farm has laborers. The farm has employees. See, when you talk about farm, it takes my mind way back. Because sometimes plenty of people treat it bad, badly on the farm. And it seems to me like there are questions about the treatment of our people at the farm. So labor, you all go and check that out. And like I have said before, you'll need to check whether individuals are doing the jobs that their work permits call for. There are some people who are getting away with crimes in this country. There are one or two persons who shouldn't be here at all. But they're able to wiggle their way into certain positions. And when government dumbed them, how on earth could a government statutory body pick them up? Listen, you know, ah, uh, boy. Some people will say, Robert Hall, why hurt your head? But you see, this is my island. This is my home. And I hate to see certain things that exist. But anyway, I must move on. Seem like not many of you are in the talking mood, or is it that Mavis spoke so well on your behalf? that you didn't have anything to add. At least you could call in to say, I agree or I disagree. I'm sure the vast majority of you would agree with what she has said. All right, here goes quiz number two. And after that, I'm going on to some immigration matters. Quiz number two, sponsored by Caribbean Environmental Design Associates, your man, Oswald Cards Williams. Not the biggest firm, but simply the best. What is the number one and number two industries in the Turks and Caicos Islands? What is the number one and the number two industries in the Turks and Caicos Islands? That should be easy to fathom. Oh, we have a caller. Caller, go right ahead. Tourism and fishing. Jimmy, tourism and fishing. Are you sure about that? Yeah, yes, yes. You're half right. 
So we're gonna take your um we'll take your number and get half the prize because you don't one hundred percent right, so you can't get one hundred. Some people I ain't saying you. Like some children in school, they only want to work 50%, but then they were 100% grade. It don't work like that. And that's why some of them were disappointed when their graduation. Well, I'm on good on that street, but <laughs> look at many of those who, who getting up in the high 90s. <laughs> anyway, that's a subject for another time and place. So the question is still out there. I ain't going to tell you which half is right, so somebody could get the other half. So please put half to that, Mr. Technical Operator, so I'll know the difference. That half. Come on, know your country better than that. What is the number one and the number two industries in the Turks and Caicos Islands? We have another caller there. Let's see if they get this one right. Caller, go right ahead. Hi, is it tourism and real estate? Tourism and real estate? Uh, no. Uh, well, the other person. <laughs> uh, no, that's not the answer we're looking for anyway. Thank you. Caller, go right ahead. Let's see if you get that second part right, okay? Offshore financial services. You are so right. Sound like I know that voice. But anyway, um, make a note of that number, and you will get $5 out of the 10. The other guy, person who said uh, tourism was correct. It's tourism, but also financial services. That's banking reinsurance. Fishing is in third place. Get that right. Know your country. Know your economy. All right. Uh, this text person texts me to say, good morning, Honorable Hall. Please deliver this to the Department of Informal Settlement. This is a new dockyard that is being developed over the back of Q-Town. Please do something now as it's getting out of hand. These people just building at will. Thanks. Well, we go on dockyard right up here at Sharrington Hill. Right in our, you know, the people so bold and feisty, Jamaicans would say. They feisty. In the nation's capital, just go seize a land and piece of land and build. In the various department driving around and looking and looking. Somebody send a drone out, not mine. And you should see how that Dagon settlement is expanding almost nightly. Honorable Carlos Simons, King's Council and all kind of councils. Please get busy. This song called Get Busy. I know you're going to start doing some things in Provo. 
hey, make a visit to the nation's capital. And of course, like that call is in the back of Q-Town, check that out. Stitch in time, what they say? Any? They say save nine. Right. Okay. Number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. Now I promised you, and this ain't like no political promise, you know. But when expressions say promise, expression deliver. And with the summer coming, I was planning to spend considerable time in Providenciales North and Middle. But circumstances alters facts. And what is a mind if you can't change it? So I've changed my mind. But nevertheless, if anyone wants to sponsor my road show and take me to Salt Key, or take me to a venue outside of the radio station here in Grand Turk and sponsor the radio station, not Robert Hogg, be happy to take it to the public places, to the streets, so that you can have your say. If you're interested in such, down there in South Caicos, in Middle and North, and in Provo, then give me a call and we could arrange it. Because Expressions is ready, willing, able, once you say so. And once you come up with the dinero. Once you come up with the mullah, one fella say. The dollars. Don't worry about the cents. <laughs> then I'm ready for it. Are you ready to talk immigration? matters on this Wednesday. Now, like I said at, uh, at the outset, we're going to climb a pyramid today. Let us start with the visitor's part of it. We have roughly a million visitors coming into this country via cruise ship each year. We have about another half million or so who come in. And when I talk about cruise ship, I mean the cruise ship in Grand Turk Cruise Center. Not them kind of cruise ship that come into Providenciales almost every night. Okay, not that one. Then, as I said, we have about a half million visitors that come in and stay in hotels, villas, and so on. Predominantly in Provo, some Parrot Key, Pine Key. Uh, South Caicos, and so on, and a few sprinkling here in Grand Turk. Talking about Grand Turk, Alonzo, Malcolm, or some of you, can you all give me any update on what's happening down by Bohio? We only have a few hotel rooms, and that one, which was a fairly populous, closed down. You see, that's why I made the suggestion, not followed, but I made this suggestion that we need to have a hotel and mortgage corporation established. And similar as exists 
in some other places, hotels can't just close in a willy-nilly manner as if government doesn't exist. And if they do so for six months or more without reasonable cause, then government has that right to move in and acquire it, put it into the hotel or corporate uh, corporation. But anyway, that is not the main thrust right now. Talking about visitors. The vast majority of visitors to Turks and Caicos Islands do not require visas. There are a few countries, and I'm going to deal primarily with the region that requires visas. Certainly, Haiti, the Dominican Republic, and Jamaica. Now, originally, most or before, Commonwealth countries, because of our association, didn't require it. But I suppose because of the influx of large numbers of Jamaicans, it was thought necessary to place visa restrictions on them. Why do I take this route? I want to explain for the benefit of Dominicans, Haitians, Jamaicans. Your visa basically just permits you to enter the country. And so because you see a visa may be valid for two months, that does not mean that you are permitted to stay in the country for two months. What that means, for example, if you are in the DR or Haiti and you get, get your visa approved <coughs> on the 1st of July, then you would have until the 1st of September when that visa would be valid and in between those times you can travel to Turks and Caicos. If, of course, it expires, then sorry. Bad luck. So don't confuse the time on your visa with your stay in the country. Look at what the immigration stamps in there. Sometimes they give you just a few days, sometimes months. But let me pause to say, against the background, and I notice that the deputy premier attended, it was, I think, the 50th anniversary of the founding of CARICOM, and reiterated the Turks and Caicos Islands position to become full members of CARICOM. Now, there is a clause in that agreement that calls for free travel of CARICOM citizens. As an associate member of CARICOM, for instance, if I went to Jamaica and Guilla and St. Lucia, Barbados, they would stamp six months in my passport. Question, why is Turks and Caicos not doing that 
or CARICOM members who come here? Is it because we are not full members? Is it because we have not signed up to that aspect of the convention? And the question is, then, will we sign up to that invention? Whenever I travel to CARICOM country, you would see lines for visitors, lines for returning residents, and line for CARICOM citizens. So they recognize you and they treat you differently because you're part of that CARICOM family. Is Turks and Caicos doing that? I doubt. Are you prepared to do that once you become full member of CARICOM? Then I think indeed you should. But that is not the main thrust of this discussion today. And I think it's not think, it is incumbent upon the government to explain to the Turks and Caicos Islands what benefit versus costs there are to Turks and Caicos Islands on becoming full members of CARICOM. I can do that, but I don't want to do it. The government who is taking that position, and when I last checked, there is supposed to be a minister responsible for CARICOM affairs, designated so by the governor through the premier. When I was in government, I was the minister for CARICOM affairs. So I know what I'm talking about. And you know I know a little bit about protocol. But again, that's not the main subject for the day. I just say that to say, if the government is leading us in that direction of full membership, they must come to the public, whether through the House of Assembly with a position paper or what, and tell us what are the pros and cons. I can give them a little while, but if they don't, then I will. We have a caller. Caller, go right ahead. It seems like we have lost that call. Before I continue, caller, please go right ahead. What you have to say uh, might be pertinent to this discussion. The number to call is one 900 7 one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. I would be delighted for you to call back. Someone was asking what is the show number? Again, it is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. Or you may text text me two four four. 7332. If you have difficulties getting in for one reason or the other, then text me and I will certainly read your concern. Of course, depending 
on the verbiage of it. All right? The number to call, one 900 Anyway, like I said, I, I was taking the first step up this pyramid, and I was dealing with a visitor's visa. And like in a discussion last night, or a couple nights ago, I think it was, I think, I know it was during the Michael Mizick administration, when um, visitors from Colombia and Venezuela were allowed to come in visa-free. Caller, go right ahead. Hello, Mr. Hall. Uh, how are you? This is uh, E.J. Sanders, Honorable E.J. Sanders. Uh, good I'm morning. At, good morning. How are you doing? You see what I say? Well, you never know who's listening. <laughs> Welcome. I just have thank you. I just happened to tune into the show, and I heard you talking about the CARICOM, and I just wanted to make uh, one correction. Um, I did have the delegation for the Turks and Caicos to the last CARICOM meeting, and um, that was the 50th, as you said. They're celebrating their 50th um, anniversary, also the 45th meeting. And I also attended with Honorable uh, Musgrove. But we didn't reiterate uh, the Turks and Caicos' position to become full members or in terms of the free movement of people. Uh, that was not reiterated by us. Um, we weren't we weren't going to take that position. I certainly wasn't going to because uh, I was filling in for the premier, and the premier didn't instruct me to 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 re reiterate that. So Turks and Caicos did not re reiterate the position that we want to be full members of Caricom. Or that we were signing up for the free movement of, of people between them. I will say that there are CARICOM members who have not signed up for the, uh, who are full members, who don't allow the free movement of people to, uh, across their borders. So um, I would prefer the Minister of Immigration or the Premier to speak to the Turks and Caicos position on that. But I just wanted to reconfirm that we did not take that position at the last meeting that Turks and Caicos was prepared to, uh, to accept that. And while um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make it a contentious matter, but of course, I was not suggesting that by any means you were supporting the idea of free movement. The article in the newspaper that I saw spoke to the government's desire to become full member. I mean, the release uh, that was made in, in, a new, in a newspaper I saw. Uh, upon your visit, and and I and that is what I was talking about more so than the matter of free movement. And what I'm saying, eventually, I hope, be the premier or someone who's charged with CARICOM responsibilities would explain to the public the pros and cons. But I do appreciate you for uh, responding very uh, promptly, and I'm sure the public appreciates that. I mean, what I would what I would say though is this that. Um Again, I'd say that there there is at least one member of CARICOM that doesn't allow the the free movement of a person right across. I mean, and, that's um, the Bahamas. That's the Bahamas, right? And uh, so I don't think person because Haiti is a member of CARICOM, and I don't think uh, Haitians could just go into the uh, and move freely throughout the, the Bahamas. The um, I would say one thing that I did raise, and I I told the press because I'm surprised that only one press carried the story. I think it probably wasn't important to them. That idea to raise with Honorable Rotley, who is the interim MP, Minister for the Overseas Territory in the UK, because we had a meeting with him in the, at the margins of the CARICOM meeting. I said it very strongly to, to CARICOM, and I said it to him, that any conversation about Haiti 
any international conversation about Haiti. The Turks and Caicos should be included in that conversation. The Turks and Caicos shouldn't be in the back of the room, and Turks and Caicos shouldn't be informed of the the decisions that are being made on Haiti. Turks and Caicos should be at the table. As as Haiti's closest neighbor outside of the Dominican Republic, anything that happens to Haiti, we feel it first. And 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 I strongly believe that. I said it at CARICOM, and I said it to the minister, that any conversation about the resolution of anything that's going to happen in Haiti, about any solution to Haiti, Turks and Caicos should be invited to be sit at the table to be part of that conversation. Any international conversation, I strongly believe that. I uh, yes, go ahead. No, I was saying. I mean, I have no doubt because I always say one thing, AJ. You can certainly represent, and when you go off to say represent Turks and Caicos, I mean, I don't have any doubt. But let, let me use this opportunity to say, you heard what? If you listen to the first part of the show, we hope you equally represent as a member of large some happening for Grand Turk, because that was the cry this morning. Okay? Well, well I will say this, Mr. Hall. I, I didn't listen to the first part of the show because uh, I had just came off an, air, off an airplane. Uh, so I just heard the, the last part. Um, I'm certainly a big supporter of something happening in Grand Turk. I was on your show the last time, and I spoke about what I, what I felt uh, about that. To the point that even persons text me and say, oh, you should not have said it like that. I do believe that. I do believe that there's a lot more needs to be done. And um, I, I, I don't want to speak for other, other ministries because I don't do the day-to-day, you know what's going on in the day-to-day running of their ministries. But I do believe that we need to, to and, and the, our government, previous government and successive governments need to make a very focused effort and sustained effort on, on making sure that um, that a lot more is being done for granted. I can't just say hotels, because in addition to hotels, uh, there's a number of other things that needs to be done. Uh, so I believe that um, I certainly know that that's a, I mean, that's a concern of uh, mine, that anything that we would campaign on, I feel that we were very behind on that, and that we've got two years left and we need to pick up the pace. Uh, if there's anything relating to my ministry, and I will only speak to that, uh, that if I'm behind on anything, that I certainly need to pick up the pace on, on that. Uh, because Grandic is the capital. It's not just any other island. It is the capital. And we, we should have the capital looking like the capital. Uh, it's been a sore point for, for previous governments also. I remember having this conversation with a previous chief minister about what could be done for Grandic. But I think Grandic probably requires a sustained effort and very focused effort. It's probably harder than most of us would like to for it to be, but we do need to deliver on it our government and any success of government. Thank you very much, Honorable Deputy Premier. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Uh, there Bye. is a saying, after all is said and done, more is said than done. Let's hope this is not the case with you and your government from now on for Grand Turk. And when I last checked, my brother, you only got two years left. That clock ticking. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I mean, you're, you're correct. All right. Um, we, we, we have less than two years. But keep us in your prayers, and we'll keep working hard and keep focusing on trying to trying to get over the bottlenecks, to run the bottlenecks, and deliver for all of the Turks and Caicos, but particularly in this case, the, the capital, uh, our capital, uh, Grand Turk. Thank you much, sir. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Now, that was a pleasant surprise, dear. Like I said, boy, you never know who's listening. When I was talking early on, I said, somebody 
in somebody's office. And that's interesting. Just jump off the plane. And of all the many things he could look at, he had to turn on the expressions. Eh? What expression must he say? Something then. <laughs> wow. Anyway, let me get back to my immigration pyramid. And so, uh, uh, as I was saying, a person comes into the country as a visitor, and immigration will stamp, well, so many days. I think it's only the director can take it up to uh, 90 days or, or, or so. All right? However, the next stage, a person can remain in the country as an ordinary resident. There is a residency fee that has that can be paid or should be paid. And if that person is ordinarily resident in the country, be it as a spouse or just as a person with the means and wherewithal to support themselves, they remain here out of immigration control, meaning they can go and come at will. We have a caller there. Caller, go right ahead. Good morning, caller. Uh, perhaps we have lost you. Do call back before I continue. Number to call is one 900 I like to entertain your calls, but sometimes, you see, when it's... um. I'm on to something, uh, and there's interruption. I lose my train of thought. But go ahead, caller. Mr. Hall, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I just got on because I was uh, driving a little bit. I couldn't get to the neighbors were talking about Grantup. Now, I'm a resident of Grantup myself, but I live in Providence, Ellis. I visited Grantup. Uh, on on a couple on a few occasions, but the one thing I, I noticed that there was no garbage collection in Grand Trunk, no water, and the roads in terrible condition. Now, what they always say, nothing man can kill his home. My wife is always called me concerned with the garbage collection. Our garbage was never collected within a month. No garbage collection. All the garbage uh, trucks never came. It got to the point that she had to call Uber Williams with a trailer to come and pick up her garbage. When he got there, when he got there, he decided to, to go to the neighborhood and help other people out. To the point that one neighbor ran him down asking for help, saying that she never saw the garbage truck. She didn't see the garbage truck, actually, in about a month. What is happening the people of Grand Tuck. I don't even know. That's why I'm calling you to find out. All My right. life is so downtrodden, and everything I, everything I will ask her, she will just say, like, what can I do about it? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine your wife telling you all the time, like, what can I do about it? This woman is downtrodden, man. I hear you. Like, she feels she feel helpless. I hear you. Against, against all of us. She, she just feels helpless. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. But, you know, I came to the conclusion that she can do a lot about it because there are a lot of people that, can, that she can call to help because I'm not there at the moment. You know, people like Lil, 
Good morning to you too, Mr. Kennedy, and I hope that you are quite well. At least you sound pretty good in voice anyway. All right. So let me, um, I'll continue. I started to speak about the matter of the person who is ordinarily resident. Let me hasten on now to move on to the next stage. A number of individuals legitimize their state by obtaining work permits. Now, all work permits ought to be processed while the person, particularly the first one, a new work permit that is, while the person is out of the country. That is the government's policy. I cannot understand how and why many individuals obtain new work permits while in the Turks and Caicos Islands. I am tired of us having laws and policies, but they are not being enforced. I am happy with some of the proposed changes, and I want you to follow me very, very closely. You would have heard amendments made to the immigration ordinance in the House of Assembly, and some matters have been put out to the public for consultation. Now, on the matter of work permits for laborers, domestics, etc., there will only be three consecutive work permits. Three. And I take it that means one this year, one the next year, and then the third year, that person has to leave the country for three months. I want you to follow me now. Follow me closely. For three months. And then, if needs be, they can apply for a new one. Now, let me just make it clear. I was not suggesting that a person who has a work permit and it's put in for renewal that they have to leave the country. No. That person who has had a work permit Really, what they ought to do is have that re, uh, application in several months before the expiry of the existing work permit so that you would be legal at all times and you would get a response. So if your work permit is to end in, say, August, you should have had your application in there a long time. All right? But the bottom line is, if you've had a work permit as a laborer or domestic for one year, you had it renewed for the second year, then you had it renewed for the third year, after that, you must leave the country. Be out for at least three months, and then you may apply. I'm not telling you you're going to be granted. All right? What is the purpose of that? And I think this is a smart move. Because what we have been doing, and there are many in this country who have had 10 consecutive work permits. And such persons 
either apply for PRC or they apply to the governor for British Overseas Territory Citizen. Follow me closely. Once that person who has had that 10 consecutive work permits apply for PRC in the first instance, it means that that individual have that right to remain in this country indefinitely and is beyond immigration control. In other words, when he go out and come back, they ain't going to stamp no two months, three months, four months, in, or whatever in there because he has PRC, Permanent Residence Certificate. And that Permanent Residence Certificate may be endorsed with the right to work. So then you're faced with that person all but for life. That person who has had his consecutive, uh, his 10 consecutive work permits can apply to the governor for British Overseas Territory Citizen. And if that is granted, what does that mean? That person then has a right to stay and work here in the Turks and Caicos Islands without the requirement of a work permit. Now, is that right on the face of it? That somebody not from Turks and Caicos Islands can give a person that lift up this pyramid that I'm talking about. And when I say that lift, a very important lift, because then after the grant of British Overseas Territory Citizenship, that person in five years can apply for TCI status. But I can commend this government for once about the steps they're taking in this regard. And they are manifold. Number one, as should have been the case long time, persons who are laborers, domestics, will not have their children endorsed on their work permits. So you have your children, leave them wherever you come from. Do your job, support them, go back, look for them. Because invariably when you bring them, then it becomes a strain on our education and other social services. Our schools, some of them get overcrowded as a result. And many times Turks and Caicos Islanders can't get their few children into school because of that. Mind you, it's kind of late, like I said, but at least it's a measure that could affect the future direction. All right? What I also like is the fact that one of the amendments being made as far as the status commission or the status part is concerned is that there will be a quota system. That means that the flow of individuals from PRC or 
British Overseas Territory citizen, because either of them after five years can apply, then it would be perhaps better control or fewer. I don't know what that quota will be. But let's say they suggest that we will issue no more than 50 Turks and Caicos Islander status in a given year. While if there are five or 600 applications, they all have to be considered. But the 50 would be granted. And if it's 600, then the other 550 would roll over into the next year. That too is a smart move because it limits the number of others who would become Turks and Caicos Island citizens. And I want you, the public, to understand this and support it. I am not saying support it for the sake of PNP. I say support it for the country because I believe the opposition, of course, is very much in on this because we are outnumbered statistically two to one. We have lost economic control if we ever had it. And all we're clinging, clinging on to now is a little political power. And if that voting pool is to be diluted more and more, then you can see, like Jay Mitchell sings, I can feel it slipping away. Jay Mitchell, whoever it was who sang it. And that will indeed be the case. As another matter of control, in terms of the numbers of persons to become Turks and Caicos citizens, you will recall several years ago, if a Turks and Caicos Islander marries a non-Turks and Caicos Islander, after being married and living together for five years, that person may apply for TCI status. The goalpost was moved to 10 years. And now the government has proposed that it be extended to 15 years. Well, I guess... If you stay with one man or one woman for 15 years, then maybe that ain't just a matter of convenience. Because I can tell you, it's hell to tolerate somebody for 15 years if you're not really in love with them. You know what I mean? But the important point here is it is yet another measure of control. And that control should be in the hands of the Turks and Caicos Islanders. I am going to pause now because we have just about 15 minutes and let you have all the say. If you have any comments, make them. If you have any questions, feel them, and I will answer to the best of my ability. But like anything else in this country, we make laws, that's important, but it's equally important that we enforce those laws.
And that's where we, as Turks and Caicos Islanders, do fall down. And sometimes we, the citizens, complicate the matter because you know what the policies are, but you go to the ministers behind closed doors or whatever. And the minister, I vote for you. Some of you lie so damn much. You know you didn't vote for them. But anyway, this is my Haitian. This is my Dominican. This is my Filipino. Or my Jamaican. Caller, go right ahead. Good morning. Why are you on the issue of immigration? Let me say something. Instead of the forest, instead of the government shouting down the tourist board, inspecting over the GMO, that's what they should have done with immigration. Shut the whole thing down with immigration. And get some new pictures with the picture face from the head right down to the that's how I see it. Do you think it is right? There's a particular pastor who was clear on a work for me. Now I believe he got paper. I believe he got PRC or belonger status. But every day or every, no, let me not say every day, every week, that particular pastor he is not a born in Ducks and Gagas Island, a pastor. He is a Jamaican pastor. But he sits down in immigration every week trying to get papers for Haitians and Jamaicans to come in this country. And he using his church to try to get these people come in. He'll say he need a drama. He would say he ain't got nobody to play the guitar. He ain't got nobody to be on the prayers and worship. And you think our sensible government and sensible walkers down in immigration would go ahead and grant visa or um, what do you think them now? Work permit for those people. My God, all these Haitian, Jamaican, men, Dominicans, all them cans here. You can't tell me you can't find somebody to lick together or beat the drums, sing on the prayers team in your church. You try. They are using the church. To bring people here and somebody have to speak out about it. You know I can call their name. But the Lord tell me don't call their name, but the Lord tell me to expose them and they know who they are. And the immigration people know who I talking about. And somebody talks and gave this island agency people know I talking about. In fact, we got foreigners gay agency too. But everybody know who I talking about. Foreigners this particular pastor. Foreigners ain't supposed to have no agencies because that's Thank you. supposed Thank to be you. a restricted area. And, 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 and imagine you got, a, you got a church and a pastor. Come on, man. The church ain't supposed to have no agency. The pastor ain't supposed to have no agency. You know what I'm about to sing on board, man? All these days, I am to sing. I sing all the tunes. Lead soprano, I was like, I can sing all. But I ain't gonna sing in that church. But what I'm trying to say, Miss Oh, this is this is wrong. So that's why I say, Ducks and Gators Island government need to do a detox of immigration. Anyway, I got one big call coming, and I gotta go. My white people calling. Thank you very much. Take care of your white people, then, and leave me and the other black people here. All right. <laughs> Thank you much, Jackie. One of a kind. 
But you know, seriously, sometimes you have to question the attitude, the approach, the involvement of some of these so-called preachers. Caller, go ahead anyway. Mr. Hall, on your last sentence, uh, it was so, so informative, Mr. Hall. You sound like a man that bought a professor cap along with this morning. And the most important thing is about how you speak about our schools, Mr. Hall. And uh, one time for our people to get inside the schools, they jam-packed. So, with, with, people, with foreign people, sure. But that's all. Let me tell you, it's just like a better soul. That's all. That's all. Every man, woman should stand up, be rather centered, and speak about the things that go on in the country that are as, as, as a disadvantage to them and their communities. And when you fail to do that, Mr. Hall, Mr. Hall, when you fail as, as human beings, you stand up and speak out about it. Mine, you will find enemies. People dislike you for, because everybody can handle the truth. But whatever region they come from, Mr. Hall, that be in the Atlantic region where we at, or any other region, Mr. Hall. When Texas and Kekas Island should speak up and speak with their mouth open, because we, we, we are here forever. We got no other place to go. And what things are happening in our country that set us as a disadvantage? Somebody thinks you were speaking about your last sentence was so we, we should speak as fluently with no disregard for how people feel about us. Because on one hand, one sentence they call us a bunch of foolish people. But then again, when we start on a speak out, they can offend it. I don't understand that. Morning. Thank you very much. Well, brother, when I have something to say, I couldn't give a heck who is offended or not. Okay? I am going to stand for what I believe. Uh, let me check my text in the meantime. This person says, hi, Robbie. When you get married, you become as one and spend the rest of your days wondering which one. Boy, that's a serious, serious statement there. Oh, yeah. All right. We have yet another caller. Um, I'll give the calls priority over the text. Callers, go right ahead. Ms. Hall, I had a call back. Okay, I'm going to stand. I'm going to do that call. Listen, Ms. Hall. Last night, I had a situation. I went to the Rock House, one of the newest resorts. Here in Providence Island yes. with some guests. And the car was before me. And it was some uh, tourist driving. And they pulled way up in front of the resort. And this bellboy or I don't know if he's the bellboy or whoever he is, but one of the guys that walked for the rock house, you know, take the man car the keys to try to go park it. I don't know if they got a valet parking there, but I know that's what he did. So I was waiting patiently for him to move out the way so I could have pulled up one with my gas to let my gas off. I don't let my gas way down off. I got to get started. So before the guy jumped in the car to move the guy, he came to my car. I put the glass down to see what he's going to say. 
What did you say to me, Mr. Hall? Why are you here? I say, what? Why are you here? I mean, to find out why are you here? A Jamaican asking me, Jackie, why are you here? Mr. Hall, in all my years running taxi service, in fact, my suburban get on the glass gas taxi. What an I mean, a crazy question to ask me. Why I am here to the rock out? You can see the passengers in my car. Mr. Hall. Oh, Mr. Hall, great God from Zion. Mr. Hall, the old Jackie come up so quick. But I calm right down. I get a piece inside of me now. I calm right down. I say, what a question you asking me. What you think I hear for the post lettuce? Man, move your car out the way. Let me drop off my guest. He turned back to me and he said, I need to find out why are you here. I answered him because you know I got my good guest. And Mr. Hall, these was big guests. Big money making guests. Oh, Mr. Hall, I'm so sorry them guests wasn't with me. But you know I investigating that guy because I need to meet him and see him one more time so I can ask him that question. Why is he here working at that resort, doing that job that a talks islander can do? A Jamaican man. I know he's a Jamaican man because that's the way he talks. But he moves so quick, I have time to read his sign. Mr. Hall, these are the things that makes me upset with immigration. Simple jobs like that. Let me talk about my resort too. Seven stars. Joshua Lengis came here to build the Seven Stars Resort and was supposed to go back home. They never went back home. Same thing happening here to the Ritz Carlton. The Venezuelans came to build a resort. When they don't build a resort, before, watch my copper soup. Huh? Before they decide to go and, and send, buy those tickets and send them aliens back to their country, they hire them right at the resort. And both governments are responsible. PDM was there. They know that. They did nothing. PNP was there. PNP is still in. They know that. They did nothing. And Mr. Hall, me, I must go, Mark X, and what these same people, when we tie to the PNP, that's what I'm going to put the PDM in. When we tie to the PDM, they do what we want them to do. What am I going to put them back in? Same kettle of fish. Peter no band ball. That's why I said they should have detached immigration. I have a good day. Who don't like it? Love it. I don't care what they say but me. And it's the truth. And the whole truth. And none but the truth. And help me go on. I go on. Thank you ever so much. I can relate to what you're saying. And like I always say, our problem, again, is always a matter of enforcement. In fact, I pulled up in my taxi up at Governor's Beach. There's a pretty large group of people who apparently was waiting on their bus and they got impatient and about eight, nine of them decided to get into my taxi. I didn't call them because I see their hand ban and I knew it means they're waiting. But of course, if people decide that we're tired of waiting, you want to come with me, then I'm gone. And here comes this little Haitian speaking fellow. Open my car door, saying he want to take the pictures of the tags of these people. I said, what the hell you, I got to do with this? Oh, well, you see, the bus is five minutes late. They should be here. And so I said, boy, show me a work permit. 
And you know, he was fresh enough. Turn around, asked me if I was an immigration officer. I went back another day. I see him. I wonder if he's straight or he ain't straight. And so, Jackie, that's the way you got to do with them, you know, stand up and, uh, and have them checked out. Immigration and labor, they got to do their work. Anyway, uh, my deputy, our director, Mr. Wilson, is here. Welcome, sir. I know you have a view to express. Go right ahead. Uh, good morning, Mr. Hall. Uh, and good morning. of course, good morning to everyone listening across the Turks and Caicos Islands. Um, I, I really um, took a while to, to decide to come and, and give my thoughts on the matter. Um, and I'm going to, to sh share a, a story that highlights our particular problem, right? Or the, the degree of the problem. I remember uh, a while back I was in IGA and Providentialis and this guy, Caucasian guy, was having a conversation with one of the managers. And the guy was at, the manager asked him, you know, how he was doing. And he said, you know, he's okay, except the fact that, you know, he's a little bit down. And, and the manager asked him, said, you know, why are you down? He said, oh, you know, I have to apply for a new work permit and they're telling me I have to leave the country and blah, 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 you know, and he's going on and on and telling this guy a story. And I'm standing in line waiting to check out and I'm listening to these two guys have this conversation. And the manager says to him, say, no, no, man, don't worry about that. You don't got to leave the country. And the guy say, no, man, immigration says I have to leave the country. He say, listen, I know someone at immigration that's going to, that can stamp your passport for you, make it look like you leave the country, and then you can, and you don't have to leave. They'll make it look like you left and came back in. And I don't know what happened after that, but that highlights mm -hmm. part of our problem that these two individuals were so comfortable having this discussion in public. It wasn't like they were having the discussion in private. They were literally standing up in IGA and having this discussion. And, and to me, that, that says a lot that people are no longer in fear of even being reported or even being, uh, um, you know, emigration or someone overhearing them having a discussion about illegal activity because essentially this, this is what they're discussing in illegal activity. But in terms of the whole immigration system, I've been saying for years that we need a quota system. And not only a quota system, a quota system based on country, right? So we're going to say every year we're allowing so many Americans, so many persons of Haitian descent, so many persons of Dominican descent. I think we really need to get down to, to that for the reason that we are not just over outnumbered, but we're outnumbered by particular groups of people. Absolutely. Right? And so you have to control that. And this isn't about prejudice. This is about actually thinking about how do you maintain control of your franchise? How do you maintain control of um, political power? I, and, and I'll repeat something that uh, a former British MP, Tony Benn, who died uh, a few years back, one of my favorite MPs, he said the if you want to control any country, you only need to control three things. Access to finances, access to healthcare, and access to education. And if we look at our education system, we barely control that. If you look at access to financing, we don't control that. Access to healthcare, we don't control that. And so 
we have to start taking these issues quite seriously. And one of the reasons why we don't control these things is how poorly we've managed emigration. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Wilson. Now, we have a number of very interesting texts that came in, but oh my, we are so out of time. What I promise you I will do, and when I promise, I try to deliver much as possible. I will carry over, because some of these comments are so brilliant, so important, that I didn't want to leave them out, but time does not permit us. Uh, you see, that is why so often I call for comments and calls early in the show, because I have maybe about five of them that are very important uh, that um, I cannot go through with. But I'll read this one in the minute that I have left. Good day, Honorable Hall. Can you throw out this for consideration? When contracts are being issued for roadworks, particularly trenching, that the contractor be required after placing pipes or otherwise, be required to top the covering with a layer of quarry. The recent works done with the laying of pipes have exacerbated the dust that residents have to endure. One can easily believe that they are in the Sahara Desert. <laughs> Thanks. No exaggeration there. I agree with you. But like I said, I will revert to a bit of this subject and continue on Friday because there's several texts that came in that are very important and I'm sorry, time does not permit. But I want to thank my sponsor for the minutes. There'll be some more on Friday. Other individuals are God Spares Life. And I want to thank all of you who listened to the show and those of you who called in. That is what it's all about, expressions. And so I wish you would go out and have a, yourself a healthy lunch. And be sure to join me again on Friday when we hope to have yet a very educational, informative, entertaining expressions. <laughs>